All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. It's another week of The Last Word. I am glad to be back on the mic this week talking to you, my favorite people, Laz Nation. Hey, we'll get right into our sponsor, A Night to Remember Entertainment. You know how to get at them. Go right to Facebook, get into the search box, type in the at symbol, number one great DJ, that's at one great DJ, and they will make your next event a night to remember. Whether it's a wedding, birthday, anniversary, whatever the party might be, they got you covered, best in the business, absolutely. And if you are having a wedding, they can even have someone officiate it for you. So if you need that service, they're there for you as well. That's a night to remember at one great DJ on Facebook. And don't forget about your favorite classic rock band that also throws a little country in there. That's right, the Throwback Junkies. We do it all from Tom Petty, Journey, Sticks, Farner, you name it. You're going to have a great time at, an, at our next show, which, by the way, is coming up on May the 8th at the Summit Tavern in Middleton, Delaware at 8 p.m. And then on May the 29th, we'll be at the VFW Post in Northeast Maryland, which starts at 7 p.m. Hey, you can also follow us on our new and official and only Facebook page by going to the search box on Facebook and typing in the at symbol, T like throw, B like back, J like junkies nation. That's at TBJ nation for all of your throwback junkies news and updates. All right, let's get right into the show. Okay, let's go. Well, it would appear the Dems need a distraction. That's right, a distraction from the fact that old Joey Boy has a third worst rating within the first hundred days of any president since 1945. Yeah, let that sink in for a minute. They also need a distraction from the fact that people seem to be less interested in getting their second vaccination after having already received their first. They probably need a distraction from the fact that the lying lamestream media is even asking and has asked multiple times about old Joey Boy's promise to unite the country because he's yet to come close to anything remotely close to any type of unity. And they certainly need a distraction from the fact that it would appear that the GOP will be picking up some seats in the House with redistricting. And they probably need a distraction from the fact that at the time of this recording, old Creepy himself will soon be delivering a speech to Congress. Well, at least some of them. So what could they do to distract us? Well, how about a raid on Rudy Giuliani's office and home? Yep, that's right. And in my opinion, it stems from the Ukraine incident, which, by the way, the lying lamestream media would have you believe that there was collusion on part of the Trump administration when there was none. In fact, the Obama administration has been proven to be the ones that were spying on Trump during the campaign. But, you know, that doesn't matter, at least not to the libs and the left. They have pushed for an investigation for, of Giuliani for years now. And interestingly enough, it all came to head this week. And on the very day that creepy sleepy himself is to deliver his speech. Well, isn't that convenient? On Wednesday, the Fed sees cell phones and other electronic devices from the former mayor in an effort to ramp up the criminal investigation into Giuliani's dealings in Ukraine. In my opinion, it's all smoke and mirrors, and I'd be surprised if anything really comes of this. Giuliani denied any wrongdoing and said the search warrants were a corrupt double standard on the part of the Justice Department. He went on to say the Justice Department has ignored, quote, blatant crimes, end quote, by Hillary Clinton and old Joey boy himself. Robert Costello, Giuliani's attorney, 
called the searches unnecessary because he said his client has offered on more than one occasion to answer prosecutors' questions, except those regarding privileged communication with the then-President Trump. Uh, he further stated what they did today was legal thuggery. Thuggery from the left? The what I deem questionable actions and blatant double standard from the Justice Department? Say it isn't so. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Nope. I call it like I see it. Oh, but it doesn't stop there. The feds also executed a search warrant at the home of a lawyer close to Giuliani, Victoria Tonsing. She is alleged to have dealings with several Ukrainians, according to those with knowledge of the warrant, which, by the way, was for her telephone. Now, Ms. Tosing is a former Justice Department official and has represented a Ukrainian oligarch who was under indictment in the U.S. The feds are focusing on whether Giuliani allegedly lobbied the Trump administration in 2019 for Ukrainian officials. But like I said, they need a distraction. It's a mess. Frankly, it's the same old, same old. Create a disturbance over here so they, um, they is you and me, don't see what's, what we're doing over here. Or in this case of this failed administration, what they aren't doing over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, I was looking at several websites and news outlets, and they are doing all they can to spin this abysmal first hundred days for Sleepy Creepy Joe. I mean, he sits at about 54% approval rating, which is admittedly better than Trump in 2017, though it's lower than any other newly elected president going back to 1953. Yep, he's the great uniter, all right. Give me a break. This guy is a friggin' disaster. Truly, the one thing worse than him is the idiotic sheep that voted for him. In other news... Apparently, old Joey didn't want to get himself in trouble with his handlers. He told reporters while speaking about the new federal health guidelines that he would be in trouble if he continued to answer questions. He said, quote, I'm sorry, this is the last question I'll take, and I'm really going to be in trouble, end quote. Twitter was blowing up with people who were asking who he would get in trouble with. One Twitter user asks, quote, who will Biden get in trouble with for taking basic press question he's the president end quote <laughs> yeah remember a few shows ago when i said i'm not even sure he knows he's the president yeah i wasn't kidding he's a disgrace that's right i'd say unbelievable at this point but <laughs> i'd almost believe anything coming from this moron and the band of idiots we have in the white house well moving on the nation mourns the loss of a hero astronaut michael collins has died Mr. Collins was a member of the Apollo 11 mission that landed on the moon. Collins was the unsung hero, in my opinion, of the mission, uh, he, as he had to stay behind to pilot the command module as it circled about 60 miles above the surface of the moon, while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin made their mark in history by being the first to walk on the moon. Mr. Collins' family announced his passing on Twitter, saying, quote, We regret to share that our beloved father and grandfather passed away today. After a valiant battle with cancer, he spent his final days peacefully with his family by his side. Mike always faced the challenge of life with grace and humility and faced this, his final challenge, in the same way. We will miss him terribly, yet we also know how lucky Mike felt 
to have lived the life he did, end quote. Well, NASA paid tribute to the astronaut and highlighted his work to inspire other generations. In a statement, NASA said, quote, Today, the nation lost a true pioneer and lifelong advocate for exploration in astronaut Michael Collins. Whether his work was behind the scenes or on full view, his legacy will always be as one of the leaders who took America's first steps into the cosmos, and his spirit will go with us as we venture toward further horizons. End quote. Collins was born in Italy in 1930 and eventually graduated from West Point. He served as a fighter pilot and test pilot at Edwards Air Force Base from the late 50s to early 60s. In 1963, NASA chose Collins to become an astronaut, and his very first mission was Gemini 10, which lasted three days. During that mission, he became the third person in history to conduct a spacewalk. Apollo 11 was only a second flight into space, and in 1974, he wrote a best-selling memoir entitled Carrying the Fire, an Astronaut's Journey. He recounted his time alone in the command module, orbiting the moon. He wrote, quote, I am alone now, truly alone, and absolutely isolated from any known life. I am it. If a count were taken, the score would be 3 billion plus 2 over on the other side of the moon, and 1 plus God knows what on this side, end quote. After retiring from NASA in 1970, he served as the director of the National Air and Space Museum and as undersecretary of the Smithsonian. Collins died at age 90. Rest in peace, sir, and thank you for your service to this great nation. Well, I don't know if you happen to catch it, but one of the jurors spoke out about the Chauvin trial. Brandon Mitchell, who had until recently been known only as Juror 52, said in an interview with NBC's The Today Show, quote, we just felt like the evidence was overwhelming for our verdict. It didn't have to do with pressure from anywhere. He went on to say, we all walked in with an open mind and we left with a guilty verdict, end quote. Mitchell is the first juror to speak publicly. The judge in the case ordered the juror's identities be sealed for at least six months. An alternate juror had already spoken out, saying she too would have voted guilty, though she said she would have voted guilty for fear of riots. So much for taking the evidence into consideration. Well, anyway, in the interview, Mitchell told NBC that he never watched the entire video of Chauvin and Mr. Floyd's interaction. He said it was too gruesome. He also stated that there were days where he, quote, just didn't want to go, end quote, in reference to his jury duty. Giving some insight into what went on behind closed doors, he said that all but one person in the jury was immediately on board with Chauvin being guilty on all counts. He stated, quote, I think they just wanted to do their due diligence and wanted to make sure that they understood the terminology correctly, end quote. Giving some insight into his own thoughts during the trial, when pulmonary expert Martin J. Tobin testified that the former officer's knee on the neck of Mr. Floyd was, quote, extremely important, end quote, when considering the cause of death. Mitchell said, quote, I think the way he broke everything down but still kept it very scientific, that was kind of the point where I was kind of like, I don't know how the defense comes back from this, end quote. Well, you know what? To me, it sounds like everyone but one juror had their minds made up before the deliberation. And from what Mr. Mitchell says, it leads me to believe that they took 10 hours to convince the other juror. 
So I have to wonder how much deliberation actually took place. I'm not saying necessarily that I disagree with the verdict. I'm just saying that I'm not sure the jurors actually did their job because it sounds like there was a bit of peer pressure happening within that jury room. Be that as it may, the verdict is what it is. And I'll be curious to see how it all plays out. And if Maxine Waters and her idiotic inflammatory statements have any real impact. Like I said last week, at the end of the day, two families were impacted here. One man is dead and another's life changed forever. Not to mention that our nation has been scarred from this tragedy. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the sentencing to get here and to be over so that we can try to move forward as a country. Though the cynic in me says and asks, will this sentencing be the next event in this case that actually causes more rioting and looting. I pray not, but only time will tell. You know, I'm concerned for our country and for the overall psyche of our society because the lying lamestream media is doing what they do best, stirring the pot. All they are reporting on is police interactions, especially if it's an interaction, interaction with a person of color that ends in them being shot or killed. And it's as if there's nothing else to report. But look, I'm all for exposing corruption, okay? But it has to be where corruption actually exists. And I'm all for outing bad cops, if they're truly bad cops. But the truth is, what the media doesn't tell you is that our men and women who put the badge on every day and go out there to do their job do it with the best of intentions. And now, in this environment, they are faced with an ever-increasing hostile society. The media could play a role in helping to tamper those sediments, yet for ratings and shock value, they continue to play a part in fueling the fire to what I fear could be a powder keg. So to our men and women in law enforcement, many of us stand with you. We support you, and we have your back, and we want to say thank you for all that you do. And I know it's hard to hear our voices, especially over the noise today, but please know you do have allies. And we know that there's nothing that you want more than to rid your beloved profession of those people who don't deserve to wear the badge. So please don't give up, because this too shall pass. God be with you. My thoughts and my prayers and well wishes are with each and every one of you and your families. And that's the last word. And that's going to wrap us up for this week, Laz Nation. Thanks so much for coming back. I certainly appreciate it. And thanks for all your emails and social media interaction. I certainly appreciate that as well. So be sure to continue following us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at The Laz Word and Twitter at The Laz Word Pod. And of course, you can always email us here at the show, thelazword at gmail.com. As always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. God bless everybody. I'll talk to you soon.